Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 11, Episode 82. From Center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and reigning co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on bridles, hackamores, reins, bits, and rider's aids. Our topics for this week are types and uses of bridles, hackamores, reins, bits, spurs, and riding whips. Bridles consist of head stalls, leather straps that hold the bit, a bit, and reins. English bridles have a noseband or cavasson and reins that buckle together. Cavasons limit the ability of the mouth to open and escape bit pressure when applied. Western bridles do not have nose bands, although separate nose bands may be worn in conjunction with a bridle. Advanced dressage may use a double bridle, which have two bits, a curb and a snaffle, in the mouth at the same time and has two sets of reins. A cavasson is always used with a double bridle. Double bridles include a small diameter snaffle bit, a bradoon, and a curb bit. The bradoon sits above and behind the curb bit, the Y-mouth. Double bridles are used for more sophisticated signaling to the horse. The bradoon is primarily used to raise the head and signals turns, while the Y-mouth is used to lower the jaw and collect the horse. In other words, to push more weight carriage toward its hindquarters. California Spanish style western riding uses a form of double bridling in traditional training. A young horse is started in a hackamore. From the word hakima, meaning halter in Spanish, which is bitless and puts pressure on the nose and the jaw. The hackamore is composed of a bocelle that encircles its jaw and nose and the makati, a rope of hair used as reins. A bridle and spade curb bit is used later with less use of the bocelle and gradual reliance on the spade bit until the bocelle is no longer needed. Horses in western riding are commonly trained under saddle at two to three years of age. Young horses with wolf teeth, which are Vestigial first molars, which should be removed as a yearling, or erupting adult teeth, may not tolerate bits well at this age. For this reason, hackamores, which are bitless bridles, are often used in young horses in Western training. Hackamores consist of a bocelle, similar to a cavasson, and a headstall consisting only of a strap that goes behind the pole and makati reins. In some cases, a fiador is 
added to balance the bocelle and keep it from rubbing on the nose. A fiador is a cord that loops over the pole and is attached to the headstall with a brow band, runs underneath the horse's jaw, and connects to the heel knot of the bocelle. Pulling on the reins of the hackamore causes the bocelle to press on the top and sides of the nose and on the bottom of the lower jaw. A side pull is another bitless bridle that does not cause as much pressure on the nose or jaw as does the bocelle. It's used for training young horses with tender mouths or inexperienced riders with rough hands. It also may be used in place of the bridle in freezing weather to prevent frostbite in the horse's mouth from the bit. The reins on Western-style bridles are usually separate, split reins. But they may be loop reins used for training or for roping, barrel racing, and other sports. Makati, another loop rein with extra length, with a third rein that's used for leading and tying the horse. Or Romel reins, they're attached with an extension that may be used like a quirt. A short, soft whip. Romel reins have a series of knots called buttons that aid in signaling the location of the reins to the horse. Split reins are used on working horses because if dropped from the bit, they do not form a loop that the horse can step through or catch on objects and unexpectedly trap the horse. If lifted behind the horn of the saddle, Split reins do not trap the fingers if the horse lowers its head. And split reins do not catch on branches and brush when trail riding. The advantage of loop reins is when dropped from a riding position, they fall on the horse's neck. If split reins are dropped while riding, they fall on the ground and some control of the horse is lost. Reins are usually attached to the bit by leather straps. In some cases, snaps are used. Rubber bands should be used to secure the snaps to reduce the problem of snaps opening during use. English bridles have loop reins. Reins in a double bridle need to be distinct by size and texture. The bradoon rein is thicker and textured. The curb rein is smaller and smooth. With the exception of a makati, Reins should never be used to tie a horse to the risk of injuring its mouth. Makati reins can be arranged around the horse's upper neck so that the long extension of the makati can be a tie and any pressure from a pullback is put on a horse's neck, not on the bit. Abby asked me, are you now going to have a bit part in today's episode? Hey Abby, try to rein in that lame humor. Bits are metal bars that are placed in the toothless gap of the mouth called the bars, or the diastema. Bits are only one aspect of the control of horses. Riders who do not realize this and rely heavily on rein pressure instead of proper use of seat and legs can injure the mouth of horses and endanger their own safety. Metals used in making mouthpieces vary. 
those that stimulate salivation are preferable. Salivation makes the bit more comfortable and allows the horse to be more relaxed. Cold rolled steel, which is called sweet iron, copper alloys, and German silver, also called nickel silver, encourage salivation. Stainless steel does not. Aluminum tends to dry the mouth. There are basically two types of bits, snaffle and leverage, and many variations of each. Snaffle bits are usually the first bit used in training and the most common bit used overall. Snaffle bits are usually joined in the middle. Reins are attached to snaffle bits, not to the shanks, which are levers, and therefore no leverage is produced by pulling on snaffle reins. Pressure from the reins is directly applied to the mouth. Snaffle bits cause pressure primarily on the individual corners of the mouth. If the horse's head is lowered, there may be some pressure on the tongue and the roof of the mouth. Reins should be attached to a snaffle bit above and behind the chin strap or the bit hobble. Otherwise, pulling on the reins will tighten the chin strap down on the lower jaw. Snaffles are direct force bits, meaning they're mild compared to the force possible with leverage bits. The rings that the reins attach to can be round, called O-rings, D-shaped, or oval, which are called egg butt. They can be solid, single-jointed, or double-jointed mouthpieces. More severe mouthpieces are twisted wire. There are no shanks or curb straps. Western riding uses a bit hobble that looks similar to a curb strap that prevents the bit from being pulled sideways through the mouth. Snaffles are fitted to create one or two wrinkles at the corners of the mouth. Snaffles are intended for young horses in training, for inexperienced riders who may pull with force on the reins, and for English riding which maintains constant contact with the horse's mouth. Leverage or curb bits are used primarily by Western riding. They are metal bar mouthpieces combined with lever arms called shanks. The shortest shanks are two inches, called tom-thumb shanks. Leverage is a factor of the length of the shank in relation to the shank that extends above the mouthpiece called the purchase. Short shank bits are better for younger horses, getting used to the pressures of a curved bit. Longer shank bits can exert more pressure, but also signal the horse earlier than short shanked bits. Straight shanks apply pressure more abruptly than curved shanks. Ultimately, the severity of any bit is dependent on the rider and the force exerted with the hands. The purchase determines the leverage on pole pressure. The shank determines pressure on the curb strap, tongue, and corners of the mouth. These bits magnify the pull on the reins and creates a squeezing effect on the pole, lower jaw, tongue, and in some types of curb bits, the roof of the mouth. Curved mouthpieces are fitted lower in the mouth than snaffles.
Curb bits should touch or only create one wrinkle at the corners of the mouth. Most curb bits exert a 1 to 4 ratio of pressure, meaning 1 ounce of pull on the rein will result in 4 ounces of pressure on the mouth of the horse. A Western curb bit mouthpiece is a solid metal bar that has a bend in the middle called a port. High port bits, which are more than 2 inches high, or those with a high welded or jointed midpiece such as Western style correction bits or spade bits may also put pressure on the roof of the mouth. Bits that have a hinge where the bit connects the shanks are called loose jaw and provide an early signal to the horse. Those that do not have a hinge are called fixed shank. A grazing bit is a curb with shorter shanks that curb back and allow grazing although it's generally inadvisable to allow horses to develop a bad habit of trying to graze with a bit in their mouth. The width of a bit should not be more than one-half inch wider than the mouth. The distance can be measured by putting a wooden dowel in the horse's mouth and marking the width across. The Kimberich bit and the Pelham bit are English-style curb bits because they apply leverage with shanks, although the bit may be solid or joined. Pelham bits have a second set of ring attachments next to the bit to alternatively exert direct rein pressure. The Kimbridge has large rings next to the bit that look similar to snaffle bit rings, but the Kimbridge rings are offset and will create leverage. The Y-mouth bit is a straight shank bit used in a double bridle for advanced dressage. Gag bits are double rein bits that have rings on each side with a straight or broken bit attached with small metal tubes that allow the bit to slide up the cheeks to tighten the distance between the bit and the pole. The rings also have shanks attached for leverage. One set of smooth reins attached to the rings for snaffle action and the other textured set of reins to the shanks for leverage on the mouth and pole. A curb strap is not used with gag bits. Gag bits can be very severe. They're used primarily for warm-ups or retraining periods. A Liverpool bit is a Curb bit with several rein attachments for fine-tuning the pressure exerted. This bit permits individualized pressure delivered to horses in team harness and allowing the reins of different horses to be joined together, simplifying the signaling to the team by the driver. Abby says she always has the best gag bits in this podcast. Spurs are metal riding accessories worn on the rider's heels to reinforce more subtle cues to the horse to move to the side and to gain its attention for instruction. They can encourage collection for precise moves, but use of spurs shorten horses' strides and will reduce their forward speed. English spurs have either rounded, Waterford 
style necks for dressage riding or blunted Prince of Wales style necks for hunter and jumper riding. English spur necks are shorter than western spurs and designed for close leg positioning when riding. Western spurs have longer necks with rotating rowels. Eight or more points on a rowel or blunted points are mild when used correctly. Roweled spurs allow rolling the rowel on the horse's side for further attention when the horse ignores leg pressure and then rowel pressure. It's important for the rowel pin to permit easy rotation of the rowel. Proper and safe use of spurs requires finesse and should never be injurious to the horse. Shorter-legged riders should use short-shanked spurs, and long-legged riders should use long-shanked spurs to reach and touch the horse only when intended and necessary. If the rider cannot push, roll, or bump spur rowels or blunted neck spurs on their facial cheeks in the same manner they plan to use on the horse's side, then the rider should not wear spurs. Spurs should never be worn when riding bareback. If the rider begins to slide off, he may accidentally spur the horse on the opposite side and cause the horse to jump into or onto the rider. Riding whips, crops, bats, and quirts are rider's aids carried in the hand. Riding whips, crops, and bats are used primarily by English-style riders. A riding whip is about three feet long with a lash at the end. A crop or bat is a stiff two-foot long stick with a popper at the end. A quirt is a short riding whip that's been used in Western riding and is similar to a crop, but it has two falls, which are leather straps, at the end. Romel reins are looped reins that a quirt is attached to at the end of the reins midpoint. Used correctly, riding whips are not whips, but extensions of the rider's arm and used to tap areas of the body to move. Dressage whips are permitted in show riding and dressage events. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. A bridle is a combination of a headstall, bit, and reins. Hackamores are used to teach young horses to give to pressure and flex at the pole without having the discomfort of a bit. Split reins are used for western working horses. Loop reins should never be dropped in front of a horse. There are two categories of bits, snaffle and leverage. Spurs are valuable rider aids to position a horse's body for different gaits and for lateral movements. Dressage whips are useful as an extension of the rider's arm and to communicate desired positions to the horse. The need to use whips for racing or timed competitions is debatable. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. 
It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be in the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about horse harnesses. Hey, Abby. We could get a dog cart. Are you ready to be tacked up in harness? Well, I'm not sure when pigs are going to fly.